Today on Bold Steps, we're learning that a life of abundance doesn't take a special job or investment secret. It simply takes wisdom. I know people that make a lot of money that aren't living in abundance, and I know people that have a very slim paycheck that are living in a lot of abundance. It's up to you how you live. It's not a matter of your paycheck. It's a matter of how you manage your paycheck that leads you to live in abundance or not. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. My name is Wayne Shepherd, and today we're continuing a message titled, You Don't Have a Money Problem. When I saw that title a couple days ago, I wasn't sure what you meant by that. Now I do, Mark. Thank you for this message. Yeah, Wayne. Most of us don't really have a money problem. We do have a wisdom problem right, or a I management problem, yeah, how sure. we manage our resources. <laughs> and, um, you know, God has a lot of to say in Scripture about how that should operate. And, uh, you know, I want to remind our listeners, by the way, that I carried in my wallet for many, many years a little reminder that said 101080. And uh, we have a download of that if you go to our homepage and you could do it. It helped me. Uh, it says, give 10, save 10, live on 80. And that was just a simple reminder about tithing, saving, and budgeting. Yeah. And that may be a nice resource with a declaration on the back about your finances and how God is asking us to live. It actually is a wonderful tool. The 101080 card is available at boldstepsradio.org. And we'll talk more about this helpful card as we go into our series here in coming days. Now, let's get started with today's message, practical message titled, You Don't Have a Money Problem. Here's Mark. Verse 6, And Solomon said, O Lord my God, you have made your servant in place of David my father, Although I am but a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in, and your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too many to be numbered or counted for a multitude. In essence, Solomon was saying, I'm king, and I have no idea what I'm doing. You ever been in a situation like that? I'm a father, and I don't know how to raise a kid. I'm married, oh help me Jesus, because I don't know how to lead a woman. Someone hired you to a job and you're thinking, did they hire the right person? Because I have no idea what, they're, what I'm doing here. I love the fact that God puts us in places that are over our heads sometimes. And if you're a smart woman or man, if you're put in a place that's over your head, the first place you should look is to the heavens and say, oh Lord, give me wisdom. God said, what do you want, Solomon? Look at what Solomon says in verse 9. For a young man, he has a lot of wisdom. He says, give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, that I may discern between good and evil, for who is able to govern this your great people? I mean, think about it. He could have asked for the greatest army on earth, but he didn't. He could have asked for riches without measure and storehouses full of gold and silver, but he didn't. He could have asked for the greatest pleasures on earth and happiness to always surround him, but he didn't. He asked for one thing, oh God, 
give me wisdom and understanding to do what you've called me to do. The Bible says that God was pleased with Solomon and granted Solomon wisdom. And here's what I want you to know about the story. Solomon did not ask for riches, he asked for wisdom. But when he got wisdom, riches and wealth followed him. In a few short years, he became the wealthiest person on the face of this earth because wisdom is always the boss of money, not money the boss of wisdom. Are you tracking with me? Someone can get money like MC Hammer, but if he doesn't have the wisdom to manage it, it will soon and quickly disappear. So if you ask for money, most people think they need more money, but in reality, they need more wisdom to manage the money that they have so that it can grow and increase because if you don't have wisdom, you lose what you have. So this series is all about wisdom, understanding biblical wisdom concerning our finances. So I'm going to give you several principles of what wisdom does to your money. Are you tracking with me? You ready to learn here? Okay. If you're already wealthy, you have a big bank account, your income's great, your your retirement account is full, you have savings account you don't know what to do with, and you're just overflowing. Go ahead. You can walk out here. You don't need this message. But this is for everybody else who doesn't have all that. I'm not seeing a lot of people walk out yet. (laughs) Jot this down. Number one, wisdom empowers you to generate and manage wealth. To generate and manage wealth. Proverbs 21.20 says this. In the house of the wise, in the house of the wise, Wisdom is the practical application of godly knowledge. In the house of someone that's gained wisdom, there are stores of choice food and oil, but the foolish man, in the book of Proverbs, foolishness will always be equated to someone that lacks wisdom, the opposite of wisdom. But the foolish man devours all that he has. So he's telling us, hey, in the house of the wise, there will be extra leftover storage abundance. But the foolish man devours all that he has and then is left with nothing in his house. You see, godly wisdom helps you maintain and replenish what you have in the house. Lack of wisdom makes it evaporate. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. You have an interesting passage. In literature, it's called inclusio passage because it's sandwiched between, well, in, in literature, it's a syntax that sandwiches a phrase between two similar beginnings and endings. This passage starts with blessed and it ends with blessed. And so you have a blessing sandwich. Everything in between is what blesses you. You got it? And here's what it says. Blessed are those who find wisdom. What does blessing mean? Favor. Open doors. The favor of God. So favored are those who find wisdom. Those who gain understanding... For she, 
he refers to wisdom as a woman, she is more profitable than silver and yields better return than gold. She, wisdom, is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Who? Wisdom. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She's a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold fast will be blessed. You see that picture of wisdom? In this picture of wisdom, in her right hand, she holds long life. In others, wisdom causes a person to live long, to enjoy their life, to, to have longevity. And in her left hand, she has riches and honor. Honor is that you've earned your riches, not in a deceitful, bad way that comes back to bite you, but in an honorable way full of integrity. The person that has wisdom will, will tend to generate a longer life Riches will tend to be attracted to that person that has wisdom because wisdom sets the course for wealth management as well. That's what it tells us in Scripture. A wisdom is a magnet for blessing and attracts longevity, riches, and honor. And look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. You see... What you need to understand about this is that I'm not saying that, I want you to hear what I'm saying. I am not saying that if you love God and are spiritual, you will always be wealthy. I'm not saying that. I know a lot of people that love Jesus and struggle with finances really bad. How many of you know loving Jesus and knowing how to manage your finances are two different things? Just like I know some people that love Jesus and have no idea how to be married. Just because you love Jesus doesn't mean you're applying the principles of marriage to your life. Just because you love Jesus doesn't mean you know how to manage your finances. It means you love Jesus, but you need to learn what he has to say about finances. And so we need to understand that just because you're spiritual doesn't mean that you're going to do well with your finances. That you have to apply wisdom to your finances as well. Number two. Jot this down. Wisdom drives you to create a financial plan for abundance. Notice what it tells us in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 5. The plans, what does plan mean? Plan means something that you set down, written out, thought through, strategically, that you start implementing in your life. The plans of the diligent. What is someone that's diligent? Diligent is someone that works the plan. You can have a plan to go to the health club three times a week, do cardio 35 minutes a day, lift weights 20 minutes, and you can have a great plan. You can buy the outfit. You can get the membership. You can learn how to lift the weights and use the machines. But if you don't do it, all you have is a plan. You don't have fitness. Hello. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Been there, done that. Got the plan, got the outfit, got the membership. Never use it. Just because you join a gym doesn't make you fit. It just means that you, 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 you have a gym membership. 
You have to be diligent in following the plan. You're listening to Mark Job on Bold Steps. We'll continue his message after a quick break. But all of Mark's daily messages can be found online for easy listening anytime by going to boldstepsradio.org. You can also get these messages downloaded automatically to your phone or mobile device by subscribing to the Bold Steps podcast. Just open up your podcast app and search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job, And don't forget to click subscribe and leave us a comment while you're there. Also, be sure to connect with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching for Bold Steps Radio. When you discover our pages, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss a beat. And did you know that Mark has special new video content coming out exclusively on the Bold Steps YouTube channel? He's sharing brand new teachings and short videos on subjects like identity, personal growth, living on mission, and even dating and marriage. You can subscribe today by searching for Bold Steps Radio on YouTube or type in youtube.com slash at Bold Steps Radio. Now let's continue with today's message on faith and finances titled, You Don't Have a Money Problem. Here's Mark Job. So Proverbs says, the plans of the diligent lead surely to what? Let me say it again because you're not with me. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance. Now let me define abundance. Abundance doesn't mean that you get everything you want when you want it. That's not abundance. I believe that abundance means you have enough to meet all of the essential needs of your household and you have overflow to give, to save, and to enjoy. Someone better write that down because that's worth noting. Abundance means not that you get everything you want when you want it and how you want it. Abundance means that you have everything you need to meet the essential needs of your household and family. And then you have leftover to give. You have leftover to save. And you're able to enjoy without the pressure of indebtedness in your life. That's abundance. I know people that make a lot of money that aren't living in abundance. And I know people that have a very slim paycheck that are living in a lot of abundance. It's up to you how you live. It's not a matter of your paycheck. It's a matter of how you manage your paycheck that leads you to live in abundance or not. Yeah, absolutely. Because some of you are here, you're saying, you pastor, I hear what you're saying. But you see, my plan, what's your retirement plan? Well, my plan is I play the lottery. No, no, pastor, I don't just play the lottery. I pray over the lottery. I go in to buy a ticket and I say, oh, Lord, Holy Spirit, help me. Oh, Jesus, give me the numbers in my mind. Lead my hand to the place I need to go. Oh, God, help me win the lottery. Come on, don't tell me. I don't even want to see the hands that have been doing that. And I know you say, and Lord, if I win it, I will tithe the new life. I'm going to help them with their building, Lord. The first person I'm going to give to is the church. Pastor Mark, I, I know he may not be that happy about the lottery, but he'll be happy about my tithe. But you see, we just learned that 
you need to create a plan. And the plan that God looks for you to create is not a plan that's a get-rich plan because the Word of God tells us, it, 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 later on it tells us, li listen, it tells us that people that try to get rich quickly typically don't get rich. You accumulate little by little. You add to it. I did a little research on some people that had won the lottery just to make sure I wasn't just making this up in my mind. And I discovered that, well, these people were saying if I just had more money, I would solve half the problems in my life. And some of you think that if you just won the lottery or if your aunt that you barely know that lives in Texas would just die and give you an inheritance, bless her soul, but you're be she's better off in glory because you could use her money. She's just on her last leg now. And, and, and you would do well. And, and you think that way, but in reality... Here's what I want you to know. If you don't have the right formula now, even if you got a lot more money or received a lot more money, it would just be a matter of short time before you would be back in the same place you are now unless you change your formula. Because more money does not mean you do better. More money, if you don't change the way you manage your money, if you manage your little that you have right now pretty bad, then if you had a lot, you would manage it pretty bad as well. What you need to learn is how to manage what you have, not to pray that you would have more. You want evidence for this? Well, I did a little research on people that had won the lottery. In 1998, Gerald Muswagen won $10 million in the Super 7 jackpot in Canada. But he blew it on drinking and partying in only seven years. Filled with remorse, Gerald hung himself in his parents' garage in 2005. Did he have a money problem or a wisdom problem? A wisdom problem. Well, that's the same thing that happened to Michael Carroll. He, would, he was at his peak when he won Britain's 15 million jackpot in 2002. But a life in the fast lane, cocaine, parties, women, put him back at square one in only five years. The last report was that the ex-garbage man was hoping to get his old job back. Did he have a money problem or a wisdom problem? Wisdom problem. Against all odds, in 1980s, Evelyn Adams won the lottery twice. Once in 1985, and then again in 1986. The New Jersey native won a cool 5.4 million, but she gambled it away at Atlantic City. Today, she resides in a trailer park. Did she have a money problem or wisdom problem? Wisdom problem. In 1989, Willie Hurt won a 3.1 million jackpot in Michigan's lottery. Fast forward two years later, and Hurt got a divorce, lost custody of his children, was charged with attempted murder, picked up a severe crack cocaine addiction. The habit was so bad that it sucked his entire fortune away. All these people thought, if I just had a break in life. Some of you are here today and you're thinking, I'm struggling for every penny I have. I work hard. I don't know where it goes. If I just could have a break. And you're thinking, I just need more money. 
And I'm here to tell you, I want you to stop ask, I want you to stop saying I just need more money, and I want you to ask yourself this question, what do I have? And how am I managing what I have? Because before you add more money into the mix, you need to ask yourself, how am I managing what I have? Because if you're not managing what you have well, throw more money into the mix, and it will go right out the drain, and you'll be right in the same place. You say, Pastor, well, that's because these people didn't know Jesus. I'm a Christian. Well, I found a Christian in the bunch, too. <laughs> Let me read about this guy. Billy Bob Harrell. Christian. Not only a Christian, a Pentecostal preacher. Working as a stock boy at Home Depot and pastoring a church on the side. He got his prayers answered. Oh, I know he was jumping up for joy and shouting hallelujah because he won 31 million in 1997. At first, life was good with Billy Bob. He bought six other homes and some new cars, but later he divorced and eventually Billy Bob ended up committing suicide. That's a sad story. Did he have a money problem or did he have a wisdom problem? See, what you need is wisdom more than money. And when you get wisdom, you know how to manage the money that you have. And when you get wisdom, you set the track and course for greater health and prosperity in your life. What you need is more wisdom, not more money. So, so are you starting to get the picture what we need? Tap the person on your side and say, I, I need more wisdom. Come on, tap someone else and say, I need more wisdom. Well, who can't use more wisdom, huh? It's a great lesson to be tracking with here today at the start of the new year, and we'll continue with the final part tomorrow on Bold Steps with Mark Job. But if you miss any part of this lesson titled, You Don't Have a Money Problem, be sure to go to our website before tomorrow and catch up by listening online at boldstepsradio.org. Well, I'm here in the studio today with a good friend, Joe Stoll. And uh, some of you are familiar with that name. Joe was a pastor for many years, the president of Moody Bible Institute, also the president of Cornerstone a speaker, someone that's taught the Word of God for such a long time and so appreciative of uh, Joe and his friendship. He's been encouraging and pastoring people for a long time. And Joe, there are people right now, because of all that's happening in the world, that are very concerned as they start this year out. Mm. Can you speak to someone that maybe is gripped by fear? Yeah, for sure. I think one of our challenges is we tend to think horizontally everything that's happening around us. And I think the wonderful transition is to begin to think vertically, Mm. where we begin to focus on God. Because guess what? He's stable. He's good. He's faithful. He never changes. And He loves us and cares for us. So when we focus vertically, the horizontal all of a sudden comes into perspective and we have peace instead of fear. And we have quiet in our hearts instead of the chaos that tends to arrive. So 
when we did Strength for the Journey, our daily devotional, one thing we were hoping is that many people would get vertical with God and begin every day with just a few minutes on it with the devotional, which would then dive them more deeply into the Word of God. I love that. And by the way, uh, Joe's talking about our uh premium gift this month, and we're trying to get as many people into the Word of God as possible. So Strength for the Journey, short devotionals, one for every day to help you focus vertically instead of horizontally. Thank you, Joe. And this new year is an excellent time to start digging deeper into the Word of God. So don't wait today. Reach out and request this month's Bold Step gift when you give a gift of any amount to support this ministry. Just call us at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. Or give online and request Strength for the Journey when you go to boldstepsradio.org. Or send that gift in the mail. You can write to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And for a gift of any size from our first-time donors to Bold Steps, you'll receive a thank-you email with a link to Dr. Job's brand-new e-devotional that you can download right into your phone or tablet for easy reading. Now, that's two devotionals for just one gift from any first-time donor. So, if you've never given to Bold Steps before, now is the perfect time to do so. You'll get Joe Stoll's Strength for the Journey and Mark Job's 30-day e-devotional, Bold Steps with Jesus, by giving your gift of any amount today at boldstepsradio.org or call us at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. Well, I'm Wayne Shepherd signing off, and make sure you're listening tomorrow for the final part of this important lesson on how to live in abundance by gaining more wisdom titled you don't have a money problem. That's Friday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.